630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Joey Moss's favorite song. We will continue to remember Joey Moss tonight on Inside Sports. We have Barry Stafford coming up, Dwayne Mandrusiak, Craig Simpson, and Fernando Pisani, former Oilers. We also have former Double E quarterbacks, Ricky Ray and Mike Riley, scheduled to join tonight. And of course, you, as you were last night, a big part of the show, 780-496-0063 to call or text anything you'd like to share about Joey Moss, a memory, a thought, a moment of inspiration, or you just want to reach out and uh, and be in touch, I'm here for you, 780-496-0063. It was just before the beginning of Inside Sports last night that the uh, the news was was really breaking I, I talked to a couple people who said they they tuned in and and were hearing about it on this show for the first time and uh, thanks to everybody who was able to to join us and and we're sharing some pain no doubt about it but I, I think we're we're sharing a lot of great memories too and we're we're being inspired by Joey Moss and his life and his dedication and his energy like I said to Jay Lynn it's it's heartbreaking but it's also very heartwarming to hear so many uh, incredible stories about Joey. And really, uh, to me, uh, an unmatched career. I, I, when I was talking to Jay Lynn, I referenced a line by Mark Spector today in his column on sportsnet.ca. And Mark said, there was, for me, no comparable for Joey Moss. And I think that's a great way to put it. What category do you put Joey Moss in that would really include people who had similar uh, lives or similar experiences to him, it would be pretty hard to find people who, who uh, matched uh, what Joey Moss did in his life, the impact he had on people and, and man, oh man, we're going to have some memories and some stories tonight. We might have some tears and uh, we'll have some laughs too. And just talking to, to some other people today about what a, what an incredible person he was. He could be, uh, he could be a character, he uh, was a hard worker, and you know he loved this city. He loved his Oilers. He loved the Double E football team, and and I think that's why a lot of you felt that connection because, uh, like you, he was pulling for the team. He'd be pulling for the teams. He wanted them to do well. He felt lucky to be able to watch and to be a part of those organizations, and he outlasted well pretty much everybody. I mean, who gets to work for? <laughs> in one job for well over three decades that's pretty rare regardless of what you're doing an incredible life an incredible life and uh, we'll look back on it with a variety of guests tonight on inside sports wayne gretzky was on oilers now with bob Stoffer earlier today and he talked about joey's joy paul coffee and kevin and i used to uh, tease about it in the early 80s that when we're all gone joey's still going to be here and we thought it was kind of funny but as it turned out joey was still there um and then a new group of kids came along ryan smith um shane corson uh dougie Waite. Uh, those guys really uh, took to Joey and Joey took to them. Uh, they carried on the legacy that lasted to the group of players of today's demographics. Um, you know, he, 
I've had so many people say to me uh, over the last couple of days that, you know, Joey had a great life and uh, it was wonderful, the Oilers. And that's all true. Uh, the other side of it was that Joey made our lives better and uh, he made us put life in perspective. Uh, I'm not sure if a lot of people know this, but he lived with me pretty much for an entire couple of years, uh, unless we were out of town. And he just, um, there's so much joy to be around. Well, and that's a common theme, just so much joy to be around. And you, you heard it yesterday from Blake Dermott was on the show, George Larac, Jason Moss, Mark Letestu. Letestu, that incredible story about Joey keeping everybody light and entertained during that long delay prior to the start of the Heritage Classic in Winnipeg in the fall of 2016 when the Oilers got off to that great start to the season, eventually went to the playoffs. And Mark said, we had something the Jets didn't. We had Joey Moss. We had Joey Moss. That's pretty cool. Wayne Gretzky uh, also talking about the, the special relationship that Joey Moss had with the Oilers training staff. The first day I brought Joey in, uh, Lyle Kaczynski said to me, don't worry, I got him. You just play hockey. And I always worried about Joey, you know, uh, only because I just loved him so much and he's such a close friend. But Lyle took him under his wing. Um, from there, Peter Miller, Barry Stafford, Kenny Lowe. Those guys really accepted him as an equal. And then today, with Harry and Langer, with the Oilers, they treated him like their own son. They treated him like an equal. And what can you say about Dwayne with the Eskimos? He really, he was the guy, he stepped out, brought him in to give Joey basically a full-time job, not just a winter job, but working in the summer with the Eskimos. Just really special people. I had so many texts from Lyle and Dwayne over the last six months, Langer and Harry. They're concerned for Joey when he broke his hip, when he got sick. Um, They just genuinely cared about this young man. And like I said earlier, people always say to me, all the texts that I've gotten, you know, the Oilers and you, you changed his life. But the reality was he changed our lives. A little bit from Wayne Gretzky. He was on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Really well said by the great one. And you can get the full interview by going to the Oilers Now page on 630Ched.com. Ken Lowe, former trainer with the Oilers, with some memories of working with Joey. I think the work ethic also came from his family. You know, a family of 13 kids. You know, he knew that you you worked there. Everyone was part of that family. And, and I think that where a lot of his work ethic also came from uh, from his family and then you know there was a little bit of education by sparky yeah i mean we're gonna have barry stafford on the show in a few minutes uh dwayne mandrusiak before seven o'clock and those gentlemen and many others got to work with joey so closely and and, and they'll have some awesome recollections and insights into uh, into being around joey every day so many special relationships between joey and players in both teams including former captain kelly bookberger who said that relationship never faded away i don't think the friendship ever died reed um even when i left the oilers and i went and played in Atlanta and la and and the other teams joey was always the first one to come down to the dressing room and say hi uh, and you know a lot to do with sparky uh, uh patrolling that and let him know that we were in town 
but he was coming right down into the dressing room, charging in there and saying hello. So, you know, that friendship went through those years and then coaching, it, it's no different. It's just his, uh, his presence. Um, we all know how he is. We all treat him with a ton of respect and he does the same thing to us. Kelly Buckberger, he was on a Zoom call earlier today with Kevin Lowe, who, of course, know, knew, Jewy, uh, knew uh, Joey as a player, as a coach, as the general manager, and Kevin continues to be in the Oilers' front office. And Kevin Lowe says, uh, yeah, pretty amazing. Joey was as popular, if not more popular, than the players. I'm not sure that in bigger cities in North America that he, he might have gained as much attention, but... Um, uh, certainly, you know, in Edmonton where the fans the, or the general population, you know, knew everything about the Eskimos, knew everything about the Oilers. It was part of uh, part of life in this city that, of course, Joey being playing a significant role with both organizations for that matter. I understand his uh, level of appreciation with the Eskimos was every bit as strong as it was with the Oilers. So I really think it just speaks to what Edmonton's all about. Uh, Really, uh, you know, the the general population, the people are for the city and, and Joey represented everything good about the two sports teams and the city. A little bit there from Kevin Lowe. So many memories of Joey Moss. That, of course, is our theme tonight on Inside Sports. 780-496-0063 is the number to call or text Barry Stafford when we get back. Pleased to be joined by longtime equipment manager for your Edmonton Oilers, a man who knew Joey Moss better than most. It is Barry Stafford checking in tonight on Inside Sports. Barry, you're on with Reed. Thank you so much for doing this. Man, oh man, how are how are you holding up? What a what a last 24 hours. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. Thanks, Reed, for uh, thinking about us. And you know, first of all. Uh, our condolences go out to to the Moss family. We can't forget about that. I mean, it's a you know it's a very sad time for the Moss family and for for those of us, including Sparky and uh, you know Dwayne Mandrusiak and the Mandrusiak family who 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 were you know more than just uh, colleagues but family friends to the Moss family. Uh, it's been very challenging, a very tough time, and uh, you know so thanks for thanks for thinking about us. Well, I really appreciate you coming on, Barry. And and really, I mean, quite frankly, Barry, we have seven guests tonight. We could have had seven hundred. I mean, people are hurting, but but people want to talk about Joey and and share memories and and share experiences. And for you, it was it was a long relationship. Do you mind taking us back to maybe how it started and some of the early days of getting to know Joey? Yeah, no problem. I mean, we've, we've all been rem- reminiscing. Um, you know, the last few months have been very challenging for the Moss family and for, for people that are close to Joey because, you know, because of COVID and, and what's been happening with uh, with healthcare at the time. I mean, he, he's, he uh, you know, he was hospitalized for quite a while and he, his health had been declining. So it's given us some time to think about these kind of things. But, um, you know, uh, it, it all 
originally comes back to Wayne, of course, and Wayne's the one that introduced, everybody knows the story about Wayne introducing Joey, and and uh, I, I believe it was in, in 84, I started in 1981, but uh, so I was there a few years before, and we had met Joey, uh, you know, previous to that, and then and Wayne brought him in, and Sparky uh, took him under his wing, and, and uh, you know, he became instantly part of our team from, you know, 83, 84 on, and uh, to, to become the iconic um, oiler that he is today. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, there, there have been so many, so many touching stories, and just about, and, and you said it there, like he became part of the team, and that was whether he was with you at Sparky and Ken or whoever was around. The the players have said, many of the players have said he was one of the guys. I mean, that's it. That's not, um, but you know, my experience being around around athletes, you know, it's not sometimes easy for them just to say someone is one of the guys if it's not a fellow player, right? But Joey was able to transcend that. Well, you know, Joey represents so many things to so many different people. Um, and for those of us, including the media, of course, yourself and, and some of the media members have had the chance to, you know, spend time in the in the inner circle, sort of uh, behind, the, behind the ropes, so to speak. Uh, you, you get to know very quickly, uh, you know, who, who's part of the team and who isn't. And, uh, you know, there's no question that Joey became part of our team very, very quickly. And, uh, you know, I think we're going back five generations of hockey players. Kevin had mentioned something earlier about, you know, he came in after Ron Chipperfield. But the days that I remember, the Oilers, we remember Ron Chipperfield. But as the captain, uh, Wayne was the captain at the time. But probably 40 years um, of hockey players that have gone through that room and through the, through the the time that I spent uh, uh, coordinating the alumni. I mean, that's over 800 people. He's he's touched the lives of every single person that's gone through that room. And I'm just talking the Oilers team, not the Eskimos, and not the public, and not the community and and the country but just just oilers people and some of the uh, testament to that is the the text that sparky and i and i'm sure kevin and some of the inner circle have uh, received i i think you know my wife susan had to get up in the middle of the night to move my phone from the living room to the garage i i i have probably over 200 texts and and calls from hockey players uh, like Alish Hemsky, uh, Steve Smith, Steve Steos, uh, Donnie Jackson from, from Europe, um, Pat Hughes, uh, um, Sean Horkoff, uh, Jason Smith. I, I, I just, uh, just overwhelmed by the number of people that the lives that he touched on the inner circle, like with, with, uh, people in the dressing room. And, um, there's no doubt he was part of our team and, uh, you know, a, a real in, integral part of our team. There's, there's no question about that. Was, was he sort of, I, I'm not sure the best, best way to word this, Barry, but was he um, aware of his own celebrity? I mean, somebody texted the show last night and said that they saw Joey at a game and they were nervous to go ask to get a picture taken with him because he kind of became a larger-than-life figure for a lot of people. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, Reed. I've, I've sort of mentioned this a few years ago, and it, it's it's funny. It kind of stuck with him. But he, he's the most famous person in Edmonton that didn't even know it. Like Joey Moss, uh, you know, had no eagle. He had no 
no idea of of the fame and fortune that he he sort of presented on behalf of the Oilers uh, in such a good way. Um, you know, no ego. Just uh, he knew that people liked him, and he liked that. Right, of course. He he always called them my people, and he he loved to wave to the fans, and he loved the ladies, and um, he loved to talk to anybody. He would always talk to anybody. But uh, you know, he had no idea of the impact that he had on 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 you know on the public at all. Barry, um, is there anything you're going to miss most, or just kind of a lasting memory that keeps bouncing through your head the last couple of days? You know, I, I'm fortunate that, uh, I, you know, um, that Joey was, uh, you know, basically a small part of our family, uh, and I, I've known him for probably as long as Dwayne and Sparky. Uh, he spent a lot of time with the Mandrusic family and the kids and Dwayne and uh, lots of time with Sparky. And uh, from the time that I, I left the Oilers as a trainer, um, when the team would go on the road, Joey would just come over and spend time at our place, and um, so so he was uh, he was part of our family to some extent, as well as the Mandrusiak and Kolchiski family. But um, the, the one thing that I will say that I will miss, uh, and it's quite emotional, but um, you know, Joey Moss brought joy to to everyone's life that 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 met him. Um, he he. If you met Joey Moss, you would you would leave with a smile on your face, um, and he would love to meet people. Uh, I used to take him everywhere with me. Uh, you know, he'd go to hospital visits, or he'd go to the grocery store. Or, uh, he, he'd go everywhere with us, and all my my close friends and family sort of know that. But the the biggest thing that I'll I'll say that he brought joy to people's lives, and um, his passion was dancing. Of course, his his passion was the Oilers. But he loved to dance, he loved to entertain, and he always had a smile on his face. He was, he was just a happy guy from the, the time that he woke up in the morning. Um, although he did get upset when the Oilers lost, there's no doubt, but that wouldn't last long. Um, and, uh, but just generally the joy that he brought to people's lives is what I'll miss. Barry, thank you so much for sharing that. We, we so appreciate you sharing some of your experiences with Joey. We're going to miss him. Really appreciate it, Barry. Yeah, I know. Anytime, Reed. And, uh, you know, he, he'll, he'll, he, he's gone, but he will definitely not be forgotten. Like, he, uh, he's an iconic oiler. Um, and uh, not only for, for the Oilers organization, um, not, not only for the community of Edmonton, charities that he supported, um, but but also right across Canada, he he I believe firmly believe he's an iconic Canadian. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Thank you so much, well, Barry. You're welcome, Reed. Happy to help. That is Barry Stafford checking in tonight as we remember Joey Moss, Craig Simpson, and Dwayne Mandrusiak in the next half hour. our focus of the show tonight remembering the life of joey moss he passed away at the age of 57 uh, you heard barry stafford uh, talking about in the last half hour joey had, had been struggling 
Recently, uh, Terry Jones and others writing that uh, Joey had been battling Alzheimer's, had hip surgery, and uh, unfortunately, he wasn't able to recover. And Joey uh, passes away at the age of uh, 57. That is uh, really the only story that that we've been talking about, and, and I think rightfully so, and no shortage of people willing to lend a voice to that. And I'm pleased to welcome back to Inside Sports former Edmonton Oiler Craig Simpson. Craig, thanks for checking in tonight, uh, despite the circumstances. How's everybody doing? Oh, we're okay, uh, Reed. Thanks a lot for having me on. It's been uh, a good day listening to a lot of people who were touched by Joey's life and getting a lot of good stories and memories uh, from a from a pretty uh, pretty special man. Very special man. Yeah, I, I, I can you can you hop back with me because I, I I've been hearing some bits and pieces of this, so I want to get it from you. You obviously came to the Oilers in the eighty seven eighty eight season. And was it was it Joey was living with Wayne and you went to stay there or what was the exact relationship there? No, I, I, it was about, uh, geez, I think uh, Wayne's uh, had Joey had been there for a couple years now. But, you know, there's there's no question that the tie for Joey to be a part of the team uh, obviously came through Wayne. But, you know, I don't think anybody could have expected the kind of uh, relationship that was built. I think right from the get-go, Wayne felt it would be a great opportunity for Joey to get some exposure to life and to have some productivity and an opportunity to be around people that cared about him. But, you know, as it went along, it was pretty clear that the value was going both ways. And Joe brought so much to the players in the room, so much to us as a group. When I got there in uh, in '87, it was November 25th, and you know the first guy I met at the airport at about one in the morning when we all landed from the trade was was Sparky, I called Chisky, and the next morning as I came early for morning skate of a game day, first person I met when I walked down the hallway was Joey, and uh, so you know the tie was there right from the get go. Uh, so many incredible moments and and times with him but the one that uh you know when wayne left uh i stayed in wayne's place there for a while and you know one of the things is wayne was worried about was joe you know what his reaction would be uh, wayne's been such a big part of his life and big part of his oiler life so you know it definitely was uh sort of the message to everyone was you know make sure joe transitions like we all kind of did having to be after wayne and so that was a place he was familiar with and he'd come over an awful lot and uh, as you've probably heard from many of the players uh, you know joe stayed at her house and uh so many of the guys had taken him home and had a great evening and slept over and then bring him to the rink the next morning so you know that was very much commonplace back then and i know the you know in the latter years when the guys uh, had their opportunities they did it here as well craig simpson joining us tonight on inside sports so what's your perspective on quite frankly the trash talk with uh back and forth with joey moss i i, I because mark letestu claims that it was the boys in the 80s that really taught Joey how to engage in that regard. (laughs) Yeah, I think the one message for Joe always is, you know, don't back down. You're you're one of us, and you've got to absorb the hits like we do, both verbal jests and, you know, uh, back and forth, uh, and you've got to be able to give it. And I think that was something that really uh, early on, 
clicked with Joe. I, I don't think he ever had been in a situation where, you know, you're part of a big group and the big group accepts you. So part of that acceptance in any family is being teased or being ribbed by your brother or your sister. And, uh, you know, I think the one thing that was instilled in him is, Joe, you got to be able to take it, but you can give it out as much as you <laughs> you can if, if you can take it. And, you know, I think that, that surprised some new players whenever they came in, how guys would say something to Joe, they'd look and say, you can't say that to him. And then be just amazed at his response coming back. I mean, the one thing, he had a quick wit, he had a great sense of humor, and I just found, you know, from my first day here uh, through the six years that I played, you know, that ability for him to understand the nuances of a debate and get back at guys and find things that bothered different guys and, and he'd use it. And like any good family, you know, if he got, if he went over the edge, it would be sparky looking and say, go, you know, you can't go that far. Um, but I, I think it was very much uh, that kind of atmosphere back then. And, you know, obviously a very different time then too, where when he started, he had some really strong personalities around him, had a lot of success. So there was a lot of fun, a lot of more kidding and ribbing and a loose dressing room. And that isn't always the case, as you know, uh, when the team's not winning. But during that time, you know, Joe was able to give it back uh, just like any other teammate in the room. Craig, you and your wife, Jamie, have, have done work and been involved with Special Olympians, and, and obviously Joey had Down syndrome. That That is yeah. not all of Joey's story. It, it's part of the story, um, and, and I do think you know we should talk about that as well. It's, it's interesting, just as we're doing this interview, uh, a gentleman from Southern Alberta has uh, tweeted out how because of Joey Moss, uh, it, it paved the way for this gentleman's son to be involved with... Uh, with the Lethbridge, Lethbridge Hurricanes, so you yeah. know, I do think it's worth. Um, it, it is worth. Like I said, that that wasn't all there was to to Joey, but it, it is it is part of his story and maybe another thing that made him special and maybe opened some doors along the way for others. Oh, I don't think there's any question that it did. And uh, you know, the fact that Joe was in a unique spot with a very successful team and with the guy of the profile of Wayne Gretzky, you know, put him on a different level and gave a lot of uh, notoriety to what he was able to accomplish and how he was able to fit in. And, like, to me, and, and I know Jamie especially, you know, inclusion is just uh, one of the most important things that we look to for not, not even just people with disabilities or people with Down syndrome or anybody. You know, I, I think we're in a world right now where it's really important to, to understand the value of that. And back then, as I said, uh, I, I felt Joe was able to be a symbol of, of allowing the growth of people with uh, Down syndrome to, to really get free and do so many great things and constructive things, be a part of a team, be a part of a family, an extended family. And, you know, I, I would hope anyways that the impact it had being a part of the Oilers opened up the eyes of a lot of people throughout our province. And then as it grew and grew throughout Canada to say, hey, you know, I, I've got a young man or a young girl in our community and maybe I can give them a chance to do a little bit more. And, uh, you know, there was no question that you give Joe a task. You know, he's a very task-oriented worker. Uh, you, you let him know exactly how it's got to be done and he would do it to perfection and he'd do it till it was 
you know, needed to, to be done. And uh, I, I just think that that awareness from people around our community really helped. And we always try to do things with Special Olympics with Joe, you know, many years of doing floor hockey games where, you know, get players out and included in our community with, uh, with the Special Olympians. So uh, I just think that the upside was so huge. And, Reed, I, I really felt, though, that, what he gave back to us always is, you know, as, as athletes and even as people at times, you know, when things aren't going well and you're struggling, uh, if you're struggling to score goals or the team's struggling to win, there's a tendency to feel sorry for yourself and, and start to get a little inward and say, oh, woe is me, nothing's going right. I always felt, you know, nobody in that room ever felt sorry for Joe. And when you came in in that mindset where maybe things weren't going well, and you saw the energy. I used to anticipate coming in and getting a smile and a big hug from Joe every day. And I think for the collective group, it just allowed them to get a new perspective of saying, you know, Joe is reaching his potential every day and growing with every day and has such a loving and positive attitude. I, I thought that really grew within our group. You know, you have 23 guys that are some, from different countries, some of them, different languages. But the common bond in there was their love of the way that Joe integrated with our group. And I think that was a real boost for us as a group. It brought our team together. And anytime you were feeling like life maybe wasn't treating you right or, you know, you're, you're worried about your own game, I thought Joe's balance there with just his no agenda, pure love, great effort, great personality, and, uh, you know, I think that lifted everybody's spirits and gave us a really good perspective going forward as athletes. Craig, beautifully said. Thank you for sharing that tonight as we remember Joey Moss. We'll talk again soon. Really appreciate your time, Craig. All right, Reed. Thanks a lot for having me on, and all the best. To, you know, our thoughts are with the Moss family, and, uh, you know, I'm sure this is a very difficult time for them, so I send them our love. That is Craig Simpson, always well-spoken as he's on Inside Sports tonight. Dwayne Mandrusiak when we get back. World Series tonight, top of the second, Tampa Bay leading the Los Angeles Dodgers 1-0. Tomorrow on the show, Paul Molitor will join us, who was the 1993 World Series MVP with the Toronto Blue Jays. During the commercial break on Instagram, I saw a video posted by Odell Willis, who used to play for the Eskimos, pretty good off our defensive lineman, and the video was from uh, in the locker room, and it was of uh, Odell and Joey Moss, enjoying a bit of a wrestling match. I'm not sure who much, who won, but it looked pretty serious. And a man who would have uh, witnessed a few of those over the years, 49 seasons with the Eskimos. I'm pleased to welcome to the show Dwayne Mandrusiak. Dwayne, uh, you're on with Reed. Thank you so much for, for doing this. And um, I assume you saw Joey maybe wrestle Odell and a few other 100 players along the way. I did, and it's amazing because he very rarely lost, you know. The... Uh... He used to wrestle J.C. Shirt all the time. We always called it midget wrestling. Um, he, but Joe was a, a character. He would take on all comers. And, you know, he had a he had a, a great knack of keeping the locker room uh, loose and having some fun. And 
you know, he knew uh, when to be serious and he knew when to have fun. It was amazing to watch. Did you have uh, any sort of a relationship with Joey or or had you spent any time with him before he he joined the Green and Gold? You know, I'd met him a couple times uh, through, uh, you know, we'd be at the same place and he'd be with Wayne or, you know, he'd be with his family and I, I'd met him. And so we, we knew, who, I knew who he was, but I really didn't know him very well. And uh, Spark, Wayne brought him in and uh, said, you know, would you guys mind taking Joey and uh, having him work here and I'll pay for him. And, uh, and I said, no, we'll, if he's going to work here, we'll pay him. And um, and then I called Spark and said, you got to give me an update on this kid. What's he, what's he like? What's it going to be like to work for him? And he said, I'll just give you one piece of advice. He's smarter than you think. And he really was. I'll tell you what, and his work ethic was amazing, Reed. He, the first time I, I dealt with him, he... Uh, he vacuumed the locker room, and then I went in the back. He started vacuuming, and I went into the back room to do some work in my equipment area. And I came back out, and my two other assistants, Robbie Strecker and, and uh, Rick Holmes, were vacuuming the room, and I wondered what – I said, what's going on? And Robbie said, Joe hurt his elbow. He can't vacuum anymore. And so I went to Joe. I said, what happened? He said, hurt my elbow. And I said, oh, so that means you can't have a cold, cold beer because you can't pick it up after you're finished vacuuming. And he jumped up and grabbed the vacuum and said, I'm better now. So we had to be careful because Joe would uh, fluff off that he was hurt or whatever. But he finished vacuuming, and I w- the, my assistants went home. And I look over later, and Joe's picking up sock fuzz with his fingers. I said, man, this kid is something. I better pick up my game. Wow, that's amazing. Well, you know, Blake Dermott came on last night, and, and I think that's worth acknowledging. I mean, Joe Joe wasn't there just because he knew Wayne Gretzky. I, I mean, Wayne eventually left Edmonton, and Joey kept working for for over three decades with these teams. I mean, he, he took a, an incredible uh, amount of pride in, in what he was doing and in any way he could contribute to the players being comfortable and able to perform. Well, I'll tell you what, he made my workers work way harder. He made me work hard. He made me a better equipment manager because I watched him take put full effort into everything he did and enjoy everything he did. He smiled. You know, even when the, when the task wasn't that much fun and, you know, be pouring rain, he'd be standing out in the rain with a big smile on his face. And, you know, he, he showed us that, you know, and I, which I always tell our players, you, while you're here, you should have the most fun you can. It's, you're playing a kid's game. And, you know, Joe Joe knew that during practice days you could fool around and you could, you know, you 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 bug the players and you prank them and you do all kinds of things. But on game day, no, no, he used to go, no game day, serious, you know. And uh, he knew what, what it meant, you know. And on game day, he came in with a game face on. It was really interesting. I, I, I asked Barry Stafford this question. I, I want to ask you the, the same sort of thing. I mean, you mentioned that he was able to prank the players and and kind of trash talk with them. How, how did he pull that off? That's not easy for someone to do who isn't a fellow pro athlete. You know what I mean? Well, you know what? He is—he's a natural. He was a natural at that. He had a great sense of humor, and and a buddy, his wit was amazing. He—he he, guy would chirp him, and he'd come back with a with a uh, reply, and the guy, the player would stand there and go, "I got nothing," you know. And uh, he just—I mean, he was a natural because he's—you know—he would run up to guys and do you know kinds of stuff. And I remember one time we, uh, uh, Jordan Lynch used to bug him all the time, so. Uh, they went out to practice. I said to Joey, come here, let's go. I grabbed Jordan's underwear. I said, uh, take your pants and underwear up and put these on. And so he did, and he danced around for a little while. And I showed it to Coach Moss, and he said, I said what are you going to do with that? I said, I'm going to show Jordan. And he said, don't do that. Give it to me. I want to use it tomorrow for uh, film. And uh, we're sitting there, and he goes, um, 
this is not the way we want to see you guys blocking on the field goal. And he show, starts the video, and there's Joey dancing around, and everyone's laughing. And I look over, and Jordan's laughing like crazy. He goes, hey, that's my underwear. And he says, please tell me you had underwear on underneath. And I said, no. And he goes, oh, man. And Joey came into the room. It was busted gut laughing. And, I mean, Joe was up for anything. He was a, the best locker room attendant we could ever have imagined. Dwayne, were there days, because obviously the seasons would have overlapped, were, were there days he would work at Commonwealth and at whatever arena the Oilers were in at the time? How did he handle the fall? Well, you know what? He, he, he'd finish with the Oilers, Reed, and, and, and he'd take a two-week holiday, you know, and we, we always said training camp never started until Joe came in, you know, and what we, we'd start training camp but it, officially until Joey sang the national anthems. It didn't start. And uh, we'd dress him up in the, in costumes. We'd dress him up one time as the Statue of Liberty, and, and then he ran back in, and we'd dress him up in red leotards, a white shirt, and a Canadian flag, and he was Captain Canada. And he sang his heart back then as he does now. He did now. And, and the guys, I'll tell you what, the guys bought into it. They would felt that the Americans would sing as loud as they could, and the Canadians would sing as loud as they could. And, and then everyone would cheer, and Joe would run off the field. And, and he, you know, he'd, go, he'd come back in, he'd change, and he'd go right back to work. You know, he'd be cleaning up the locker room or, uh, you know, getting water bottles ready. He was, I mean, he was meticulous. Dwayne, we, we appreciate you sharing this. There's so many things I'd like to ask, and I, I know you have so much to, to say about Joey, but can you just, at the end of the day here, can you kind of summarize your friendship, your relationship with him, just what it meant and and the dynamic you guys had? You know what? We hit it off right away. He he was funny, and I... You know, and I, I got his humor right away. And, you know, as time went on, Reed, he was like a son to me. You know, he he, he was a, he stayed at our house for all the summer during training camp. And, and he actually was around watching my kids grow. And he played with them in the backyard. And, you know, after hockey or after practice, he played stick hockey with them for hours in the basement. And, you know what, I, I uh, said to my friends, I, I didn't just lose a friend, I lost a son, you know. And, and uh, I mean it because he was great I mean, for our family. And he taught my kids uh, a great work ethic. He taught them patience he, and, and how to respect other people. And, and, it's, and they, they talk about that all the time. Dwayne, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and thanks for being available tonight. I know you've been, you've been doing a few interviews today about Joey, and we appreciate you lending your voice here on Inside Sports. Uh, all the best, and thank you so much for your time, sir. Great, thanks. Uh, appreciate it, and have a great evening. That is Dwayne Mandrusiak checking in tonight, of course, uh, 49 years with the uh, green and gold. And you may have seen um, some uh, images today from inside Commonwealth Stadium that at center field, a circle between the two fifties, a gold circle, and uh, inside it says Joey, nineteen sixty three to twenty twenty, once always. Man, that's beautiful. Joey Moss leaving us at the age of fifty seven. Coming up in the next hour with uh, more memories and more perspective couple of great quarterbacks here in Edmonton, Ricky Ray and Mike Riley, the hero, one of the heroes of the Oilers 06 Cup run, Fernando Pisani, and Sue Gilchrist as well. She's from the Winifred Stewart Association, 780-496-0063 to call or text. Thanks for listening. Back after the news. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.